<laughs> you record the video? All right, everybody. I want to welcome you to episode two of Ideal Records. The agreed on name going forward. By the our board of trustees, our board of investors, we have came up with the name. Us. Yeah, that actually the board of investors us. Yeah. Um also on that investors uh, we're at a loss right now. So at a loss of revenue. <laughs> Ladies and gents, women and men, I wanted to say thank you for giving me the views. I don't know how many of y'all stuck through the whole thing. <laughs> I know one guy who particularly I I told him to listen to it actually enjoying part of it. He said he watched he listened to half of it on Spotify and then he was in the other half. Shout out. So he didn't actually watch the video, you just listened to it? I sent him the link on Spotify. Because <clears throat> you know, when he's at school he can't watch a video. Yeah. Also that 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 whole editing thing was a nightmare. Yeah, it was it was a nightmare, dude. I mean, it took forever to upload onto Google Drive and then have it sent to me and download it, and then having using uh, Adobe Premiere for the first time, it was it was it was a show. It was all right. Let's clip it, but let's not clip it, and then you render it out or export it out. It just kind of clips everything back together. And it's like, bruh, come on. So I mean, that that was a nightmare. But the important thing is we learn. Oh, wait. On top of that, uploading on my part, uploading it onto Google <laughs> Drive again, it went from like three hours <laughs> to four hours. And then I, was, I said, I'm going to just leave it uploading overnight. And then it ended up being eight hours. When I woke up, it said four hours remaining. So it didn't make sense on my part <laughs> to say, how would it go from two hours to three hours to then eight hours when it said, I don't know. Crazy. Would have been way faster, but I don't have Premiere on my on my computer. My subscription ran out because I am no longer in school. And I tried to I tried to finesse another subscription out of it, but Oh you used the twenty nine dollars a month subscription thing or what? It was, oh, really? it was like ten for a whole semester. A whole semester? Wow. Ten dollars for a whole semester. But whenever I tried to log in to services so that way i can uh -huh. buy the subscription with, from the school it said oh your credentials aren't here anymore oh you did it directly through the school you didn't go mm -hmm. through adobe oh I, I go through adobe and it just says if you're a student if you're this if you're a business and you get some sort of discounts on depending on what you are so that was that all happened last week the podcast wow. special supposed to the podcast is supposed to come every tuesday but that video came out on thursday and then mm -hmm. everything else came out on Wednesday because I had to make <laughs> I had to make the accounts on the streaming platforms. I had to upload it to the feed. I had to get the picture file. So it was all was all not optimal. Mm -hmm. Sure. That was the first time though, so like he said it's a learning experience. Right. Now we know what to do. I already know. Kind of a little sneak peek behind what what goes on to on to get the the podcast everywhere really and we're gonna do apple music we set the pay for that you gotta pay 20 
20, a year. A year? Uh, that's not bad. People. Apple? I mean. Yeah. Should we? I wouldn't mind paying $20. I think we should. Right. I wouldn't mind that. We can do it after the show. Figure it out. That was, that was pretty much the week recap. Actually, no. I, I lied to you. Jesse was... has something he wanted to talk about, which I think would be funny. Yeah, on top of that, I also have uh, another six or seven hours of content to post for my own construction YouTube channel. and Plug all it. That. What? Plug it. Plug it? YouTube channel. Oh, I still don't have it made. Oh, this guy. <laughs> I was giving you the floor. Oh, no. Plug your Instagram then. Yeah, my Instagram is idealistic underscore construction. I don't know if you ever added it in the... I didn't. You did? I did. Okay. So, yeah, it's in there. That was um, the only thing I linked because that was the only one I know you have. Yeah, I mean, because it really only is. I, I'm working on a website as well, but being a startup, you're still kind of trying to create a following and just clientele, stuff like that. Presentation is always important. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I'm just doing DIYs to supplement the work I don't have. So, there it is. But, yeah, going back to that. Pocket Doors, been working on that. Have six hours of content going on. Six, seven hours of content. Can you explain what a Pocket Door is? Oh, Pocket Door. Go to my Instagram channel and check it out. Instagram.com forward slash idealistic underscore construction. The whole sponsorship. There you go. Yeah, so on top of that, I'm also making a YouTube channel to explain what a Pocket Door is and show the process of it. Um, I mean, I don't know. To me, it's self-explanatory. Pocket door, it's a pocket for a door that you just open. Slides into a pocket. Pocket it out. I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of work, though. Especially when you're working on four doors. So. Fine. You can, it's fine. I can edit it out. What? For me? You introduced me. Oh, yeah. So my guy, Zayrod. Big stuff going on. Music industry, you know how that is. You have a whole bunch of Illuminati going on behind it. So I am. I'm, there you go. I'm trying to I'm trying to out myself, oust myself from the music industry as much as I can right now. So that way uh, I don't end up selling my soul. Which I think and by I think I mean I know my morals are strong enough to not sell my soul, but sometimes the devil is tempting. Here's the thing, people get misconstrued. The devil isn't a isn't a demon that comes from the ground and looks like a red being with horns and a, not a scythe, but a pitchfork. The devil comes in the form of something that is appealing to you. So when people ask, what would, well, uh, if you were to go to heaven, what would it look like? That is a dumb question because we have no way of unlocking that part of our brain because we have never witnessed it before. So everything that we would come up with for that answer would be an anthropomorphized answer because we're we're so locked into the just this surface level world because we can only think of things Dimension. that we know of. Yeah, we because we can only think of things that we know of. So when people say, I imagine myself up there, you know, the Greenland, and I get leaves. to eat food and all this stuff. 
that's only that's an answer that's completely interlaced with how you've seen reality. So we're going into the spiritual level already. Second well, I episode think in? so because it, it goes hand in hand with the music industry. You know, yeah, the music industry, the mainstream music industry, anyway, is very. What's mainstream? What do you consider mainstream? Everything? The people you see at the VMAs. Like uh, Bad Bunny? Yeah. Who's admitted... Who has actually admitted to taking the ritual oath? Bad Bunny? Yep. What? I love Bad Bunny. Poor look this guy. up. You can look this up. So yeah, I was... And he doesn't ever try to hide it. I was going to say, None actually, of them on top of that. Is the whole music industry linked globally? Say... 100%. Yep, Argentinian artists and, or the, South American artists. The people and, who you, see, you would see at VMAs performing... And at the Grammys, they're all interlinked with each other. Really? Yep. Hundred percent. I don't. It's not a coincidence, and it's not a conspiracy theory to say that everything that they put in their music videos is all the same in some sort of aspect when it comes to promoting devilish, evil ideas. Where you know you have Rihanna saying "Bit, bit, have my money," and then she's <laughs> she's in a bath full of blood with her manager's head cut off. What about a little Nas? His music video is kind of... He's suspicious. lap dancing with on, on the devil. <laughs> his is just like out there. And his 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 mockery of the, the Garden of Eden, the tree of wisdom, tree of knowledge, when Adam takes the apple from the tree, completely mocking all of that. Mm-hmm. How does uh, social media play into this? Because the social media constantly promotes it. This is what the people in the music labels pay to promote on Instagram specifically. People really do not have such a control over over everything that they have on social media. The label pretty much controls all of that. This is why they have this this is why they have entire firms that are PR firms, public relation firms. Mm -hmm. The whole team is working behind Lil Nas X, funded by the music label, who then tells him what to post. Yeah, they research the market, right? Hmm? They research the market. Hundred percent. Yeah, all the trends stuff like that. This is another reason why I say the music industry is very atheist and I'll say satanic. Atheists wouldn't believe in anything? Yeah, but usually whenever an atheist says that, they usually just believe in the actual opposite. They believe in it. No such thing as atheist. The music industry is very satanist because they're constantly, constantly trying to make money. I'm not saying there's something wrong with making money because obviously you need some to survive. But they will do anything to make the money. So at this point, they've had they have everyone, especially the youth, completely hypnotized with all of this surface level gratification that they get to do whatever they want, which is what we talked about in the last episode. So they constantly promote, you know, money equals freedom, and even. Not even subliminally now. Like I said, when you have Rihanna bathing in blood and Lil Nas X giving a lap dance to the the Roman the Roman slash Greek. I'm trying to think of what the word would be. I don't remember the Lil Nas music video. I just remember it being really weird. Well, the, well, basically the R the way that we see the devil, where it's like the red guy with the horns. That's like a Machiavellian. Like the one from uh, South Park? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that's that's a Machiavellian 
the picture, a depiction of the devil, which is where we get that vision of the devil. It all goes back to the way that it was old, ancient. Also, going back to that, I remember taking a course in uh, college for. Uh, it was an English class, and um, the professor he was talking about how Dante's Inferno really Dante, influenced, yeah. Dante's Inferno really influenced the uh, the idea of hell and Satan. Yeah. Well, it, it now there's there's a thing that people and also you're not allowed to read Dante anymore because there's everything in the. How do you explain that? I don't know, but Dante's, my professor in, Dante's, in, Dante's Inferno. Have you read uh, Dante's uh, the tragic comedy or not the Divine Comedy? Probably not, but maybe. Okay, well, basically, if you actually read about it, Dante's really talking about the good. Dante's Inferno. That's such a. It's it's, it's actually not the entire. Structure, it's not, yeah, it's not the entire. Dante's Inferno is not just standalone. It's part of a different set of yeah books. It's very hard to explain because I haven't <laughs> I haven't read all of his books. Mm-hmm. But Dante's Inferno is basically where we get our our like depiction of hell now, mm-hmm. where you burn alive for eternity. And everything that you could ever think of is just constantly being tortured. That that's where that de- our depiction, our modern depiction of hell. Yeah, that's is. what he was telling us to. That's why I had to bring it up. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. I, I said Machiavelli, but that's what I meant. Mm. That's a Machiavelli. Also, I remember um, a little bit off topic, but kind of around along the subject of books. Our professor also made us read a uh, Gilgamesh or something like that. You haven't read Gilgamesh? Mm-hmm. Well, it talks about like Noah's Ark and basically saying how it predated the Bible and then how the Bible kind of took the story of Gilgamesh and interpret- or incorporated it into the Bible because of Noah's flood. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, I can't necessarily give my 100% input on that because I don't know about it. Mm. But, but it's, yeah, it's every, everything, in, everything in the Bible happens before it's written <laughs> yeah but yeah. it's one of those things where before they were actually writing stuff down it was just constantly being passed down but mm. word of mouth kind of uh that's how that's how the story of the iliad and the odyssey came to be mm. uh, those books it was just passed down by generations to generation until someone decided to go homer mm. homer might not even be like a real their real name the real the real author's name as in uh shakespeare or what what if Shakespeare wrote? He wasn't <laughs> the Renaissance. They were writing everything down. That's where everyone was. I know, but it's just funny how people say Shakespeare never existed. Oh, it's like whatever. there's a there's a weird theory. Shakespeare. That's a that's a dumb that's a dumb point because even if Shakespeare didn't exist as a person, Shakespeare as the name Shakespeare still exists. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. There's also a conspiracy out there saying that Shakespeare was a time traveler. Saying who actually wrote Shakespeare? Was it Shakespeare oh. from the future going back to the past, and so he left something in their time period to kind of influence the Renaissance, 
And then whenever he did that, he just came back to his time period, which was whatever. So technically, time traveling speaking, because he brought something else from a different time period, he never existed in that time period. Oh, this just gave me a good, a good <laughs> transition back to what we were talking about. So that kind of talk is that kind of conspiratorial talk. It's kind of along the lines with the whole Egyptian pyramids thing. I love the pyramids. The pyramids, you know, UFOs came from, mm-hmm. came from the sky and picked everything up for them and built. That's it everywhere them. though. That's not just Egypt. You see that in Mexico. I love Mexico as well. Yeah, exactly. But that all of that is part of. Is a reason why on the back of your dollar? Oh yeah, you have a dollar. Right? You've two of them. been saving it there. Is a reason why on the back of the dollar there's a, a the pyramid here. Which, if you're listening to it, I'm holding up a dollar and showing the pyramid with the eye in the middle. But that kind of thing is actually ties into exactly what the music what the music industry is kind of about. That eye in the middle is the you know the all seeing eye, and the music industry is always trying to promote this kind of idea that something is always watching you and that there's something other than you that's running your entire life it's not god you know the music industry is trying to actively take away the idea of god even though that's 100 percent impossible because if you look back in history everyone really believes in god whether or not they believe it or not it always comes back it always comes back the reason why empires fall is because they lose their identity they lose their foundational values that make their empire their empire and make the people prosper as much as they do you can go back to the fall of rome and the fall of rome happened when people lost their identities and all the guys were turning gay Mm. they weren't procreating everyone was losing their identities people were trying to chop off their (laughs) their genitals which is what you're seeing now as a sacrifice for them for their own self-identity yeah you can go back and read this I think I don't remember if it, I know the. Well, no, I'm saying you say you see it now. So you're seeing it now with the whole transition stuff. Oh, oh okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. And child sacrifice. I mean, you go back to the Aztec Empire. The Aztec Empire was sacrificing ten thousand women and babies every every week, every month. Was it in the thousands? It was in the thousands. They had a big population. Ten thousand every month. Something like oh, that. Okay. You can you can go back. Actually, this is more a recent find that the Aztec Empire. There was a big excavation of basically a mass grave of ten thousand women and children somewhere. I don't remember. I can't name, but I know for sure that that is something that is a fact, and that happened a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, that they found a wow a mass grave, just a bunch of skulls and ribs and. That's my legs. homeland. I didn't know about that. I have to look into it. Which people and that that's another thing that. It doesn't happen as much in Texas because we're more conservative and red. But in other places like Wisconsin, some parts of Georgia, Pennsylvania, that cesspool, California, there was, and in Chicago, specifically in Chicago, not the entirety of Illinois, but Chicago was the worst part. But there was a... I want to say it was in Wisconsin, which is usually where a lot of this crazy, crazy 
stories that you you like is this real a lot mm. of these stories come from but there was actually a story where a teacher was making the kids pray to the aztec empire of child sacrifice is that real this is a real story this is a real story I, i'll try to find it and link it but All this right, is definitely 100% i want to know about it too first time hearing about this it's a hundred percent real and they're trying to paint the aztec empire as you know, everyone was prospering, and look at the culture of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the evil Span- Spaniards came over and take over, took over this land. But I don't know. I don't. I don't think child sacrifice and women's sacrifice is very cool, if you ask me. Well, yeah, uh, they were savages from the point of view. It's a controversial opinion, and not even half the country, but <laughs> mm-hmm. most people, ninety-five percent of the people, would actually agree with me. So I don't really care. It's just that wherever you say this stuff, you're more than likely going to get censored. <laughs> so is that? Yeah. But the child sacrifice stuff, you're seeing that you're seeing that now in the name of financial gain. Financial gain. Come down. Help me. <laughs> what do you mean child sacrifice financial gain in today? So you're saying not having kids? Well, yeah, they're constantly promoting the killing of their own kids in terms of that you can't afford this. Like I was talking about last time. Yeah. Where, you know, you know, think about you can't go to college if you if you have a kid. You can't get that good job. You can't be a lawyer, women. You can't do any of that. So just kill your kids. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Don't like. Don't uh, yeah. And then whenever and then whenever that they put the axe to the the supreme court right x yeah they they just ruled uh they ruled it out the javelin yeah they 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 speared it into it okay <laughs> whenever they finally came down with the rule that you you're not you can't there's no constitutional right to kill your kids all these companies and this is this goes back into the exactly what I'm talking about the constant promotion of this and the music label constantly promotes this through their artists That the companies are sponsoring, <laughs> as I would say, sponsoring and funding the transportation and all the financial needs for women of that work for their company to kill their kids. Can you? I'm gonna ask you this question: Can can you see any sort of financial conflict in that? Of why they would sponsor females to go kill their kids? I mean, no. But I also, I don't know. I have a different perspective on the whole. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't kill people. That's bad. But at the same time, I see it in the sense that people shouldn't exist. If that makes any sense. Going back no. to, I know it doesn't make any sense. It's one of those things you have to experience. For example, you see how, okay. Say not exist, but say we need a hard reset, right? Big companies, big labels, big pharma, big everything is kind of realizing, saying, hey, having kids in today's society, seeing what's going around in the world globally, seeing the change, we just need a hard reset, whether it be in our consciousness and our religion and stuff like that. And we're kind of throwing that by having kids we're throwing that karma or we're throwing that spiritual metaphysical 
feeling onto the kids to let them deal with it when the adults kind of go off. If so, that makes so you sense. think the solution is to kill your kids? The solution is not, like I said, not to kill your kids. If you were to have kids, help your kids. You, your kids owe you nothing. You owe everything to your kids. If you were to have kids. I agree, but the solution is not to kill all the kids. The solution is not to kill kids, the, the but to kind of end the to... cycle of suffering. So stop having kids and you won't have... And, so kill and another kids. generation won't suffer. No, don't kill your kids. That's what you're saying. No, I'm that not. That's what you're saying. Just don't have kids. How about that? Don't have kids? Yeah, just don't have kids. Why? And the suffering. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna help them get out of the cycle, then don't have kids. So I don't think, I don't think the solution to ending the suffering is to kill your kids. Correct. Well, now, now I was gonna say the, the, the solution to ending the suffering of our modern age secularism is not to completely get rid of all human society as it as a whole. It's 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 the idea of anti-human anti-human post-transhumanism kind of talk is exactly what I'm talking about. I think that if you just completely get rid of an opportunity to change for the future, then that point you are lost. But by not having kids, you're not giving the opportunity for change to happen. That's true. I agree with you. But at the same time, we're an ev- we're, we are an evolutionary species. Right, so that goes on to say, by not having kids, we're not, we're not giving a chance for there to be change, right? It's just hard to say it out loud because in my head it makes sense, but I know saying it out loud it doesn't make sense, and it's hard to get it out of my head. You know what I mean? You have those thoughts where you can't really bring, it, you can't get it out there. It just makes sense. <laughs> this guy. I know, I know. It makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. It makes sense, but it doesn't make sense to how to say it out loud. One of those things. But I don't think anti-human behavior is the answer to future human prospering. Because if it's one thing, humans are really bad at adapting. I mean, no, humans are really bad at preventing, but they're really good at adapting. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of what I mean. We're an evolutionary species, right? And we adapt to the changes, Right? Say there's global warming, what is, or say it's really hot. Well, we're going to turn on the AC. We're going to invent the AC. Exactly. So, say we're running out of oxygen. We're going to find a way to convert the CO2 into oxygen, stuff like that, reproduce, you know, greenhouse gas stuff. So, we're doing right now. Oceans are increasing in heat, right? So, we're going to find a way to cool our planet a little bit. So, we, we adapt to the changes. I get that. But if no one's helping themselves, what's the point? But this is why you this is why you have kids because the people the people who want to have kids now are wanting to have kids to have kids, not Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. A lot of people want to have kids. No they just, don't. A lot of people who have kids want their kids to kind of say I just want kids because that's what my parents grew up doing. That's what is I'm surrounded by comes the Christian ideology of trying to create a big family to say, hey, I want, I'm going to go on a mission to spread the word for them, to spread the word to them, have kids to spread the word, stuff like that. Settlers, missionaries, uh, prophets, whatever it is. Yeah, but that's good though, because if they have an, they actually have something, they actually have a goal 
to create another human life, then that means they're going to strive to have that goal to begin with. So that's going to create a strong family bond, which therein creates another strong family bond for the other fam with for the other kid who's going to have a family. Mm-hmm. That's different. Our age is lost right now. Yeah, exactly. People, people our age are lost, and they're having babies. They, they, they're, <laughs> no, they, uh, only some of them. Yeah, but they shouldn't have. Babies. But most most people our age, and in this, uh, and also, we're talking about this. This really only happens in America. Mm-hmm. This is pretty much American talk. So the anti-human American talk. If you go outside, you go to the Philippines, you go to Thailand, you go to Singapore, you go to even France. They're not talking about their their society is, is a fallen culture and that you know humans shouldn't exist because they're doing relatively fine compared to what we're doing. Yeah. Their culture is more strong family bond and family oriented than most people here. And by most people, I mean yeah, I mean most Americans. People is why you see this declining birth rate nowadays because from the 60s you were allowed to cure your kids what about japan though japan also has a declining birth rate they have a problem with that's a culture issue though that that's like that that is because i don't i i couldn't tell you the actual mm-hmm. geopolitics of japan but it has to do i mean ours is a culture issue as well but yeah. theirs is more of like a traditional oriental um sort of Yeah. Like they're, like they're having kids and all that, and they're not they're not just saying you know kids are a disease. The yeah. Way, in the talk that we have over here, they're just having more of a a cultural disconnect mm-hmm. that is not as harmful as our cultural disconnect because our found our parents had kids. Most of them were mistakes, but they actually took on the responsibility of having those kids when they had them. Yeah, most people. Yeah, most I, people. I can name a couple who kind of just abandon their kids. Yeah. And that's not a good way to live. Yeah, exactly. It, bra- it breaks the whole... It hurts the child. It traumatizes it do- the child. It does hurt the child, which most people don't think about the child, which is why I'm going back to this whole child sacrifice thing. Child sacrifice. Whenever it comes to having a child, you ha- most people don't do not think of the child to begin with. They're thinking about what they can do for them. Mm-hmm. And when you have a society when social media and music labels are putting out videos that are constantly taking out the idea of God and that you're, you're, you, know, you only live for yourself. So you do whatever you want, whenever you want. That's not true. And this goes back to the child. Because let's say you accidentally have a child, right? And accidentally, I mean, you have a child because you, you consented to having sex to begin with. Yeah. You have to, at that point, you're not living for yourself. You're living for that child. The mother has to live has to eat food for the child to survive in inside of her inside of her womb. The man has to provide for both the the woman and the child. Going back to primitive, that's how it was, yeah. Yeah. But even even now, because the woman at some point is gonna have to leave from work. Mm-hmm. The man, no matter what, has to provide at some point in time. Can I can I out, my, out myself too, real quick? Sure. Okay. So that's something I don't up understand. What? So that's up to you. I mean, I don't mind outing myself, but at the same time, as long as they, as people see what, see where I'm coming from, right? And a lot of primitive animal culture, actually, no. I just think it in terms of monkeys, right? I mean, we're homo sapiens or we're homo whatever. Homo sapiens, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where they all help each other to kind of survive. They don't just have a baby and abandon them. You always have the motherly instinct to say, this is my child. 
I'm going to raise my child regardless of what it is. Right now, how you say we're having babies and sometimes I, or we're having sex or having whatever and saying, oh, I'm going to kill my baby is how you say it. They don't really think about that that way. They think of it as a motherly instinct. For example, you see a, uh, you see an elephant, right? They give birth. They, if their baby dies, it, it sucks. Like, it's really sad. So it's just something that we're trying to get away from. We're trying to break away from the whole animal instinct, the whole, like, nature, so to speak. Well, here's, here's my counterpoint, is we're not elephants, and yeah. elephants don't have a, they can't think, they, have, they don't really have a conscience of what it is to, they just think of themselves as, oh, here's my baby, I gotta protect it, and I'm gonna sacrifice myself for it. But they have no conscious being they have no real intellect of the world around them, really. They ha- they can't... I don't want to say consent, because that, that term is ubiqui- ubiquitous at this point, and I hate hearing it. But they have no sense of sentience, I guess, you would actually think. Because most, most animals, except for, like, dolphins, <laughs> and I guess monkeys, but even monkeys, just I mean, they, they just throw turds at each other. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but... They can't really think for themselves. Like, rape only exists in humans and dolphins because they have a conscious thought of what it is to consent to something. Any other species doesn't really have that. But it's because we have, a, we have something, we have a reference point to what is good. Mm-hmm. So that's why we think of something as, you know, crimes as murder being murder and not just killing and not just... You know yeah well what i was gonna say i guess to kind of um go back was oh and why we have a definition of evil to begin with mm-hmm. so that's what i guess that's what i was trying to try kind of trying to say we lost our primitive thinking like animals what's so wrong about being so simple not thinking not oh, okay. having a conscious yeah no but but then at that point we have no free will, so to speak. No, but nothing has free will. But I understand what you're saying now. I agree. the The further away you try to, human nature is something that is unchangeable and is you cannot escape it. Yeah. So if you're constantly trying to run from the actual human nature itself and just natural instincts, the more and more you're gonna have a useless society. <laughs> That's the way. This is where you get. I go back to the loss of identity. When people have no, nothing that they can identify with in, in themselves, like if they don't look at the like if the men don't look at themselves as being providers, and I'm not saying they have to, but they have to. <laughs> I'm not saying like whenever the men when they lose their identity of being providers, being protectors, and being the strong men that they're doing the heavy work that typically goes along with being a man because us men we don't have very many avenues to be emotional and you know express these feelings and we whenever you have to cry you you have to cry alone because if you're crying out in public they just think like they look at you like what like this dude's like this dude's a wuss but that that comes from american culture as well 
It, it does. That's what I mean. That's what we're talking about. Okay. But in general, because like if a man starts crying out in public, they're going to look at him like like there's, something's wrong with him. Or they're like, these students should just suck it up. Yeah, I and, saw. And they do that with little kids, too, where they're just like, huh, get up. Yeah, get up. up. Come on. Be, yeah. Grow some dry on it. Exactly. And, that, and that's part of being a man. But also, like, if a man gets really angry, they're going to look at that man like, oh, f-. like, oh, whoops. They're gonna they're gonna look at him like, oh, is he gonna sh- is he gonna <laughs> go around murdering people now? Or he's an abusive man, person. You, he's uh, that's how he's in his house and stuff like that. As a man, you gonna have to just take it and be by yourself most of the time because a woman can because you're you're constantly re- competing with the woman because a woman can just really get any dude she wants for the most part, and that that's we're, just we're a fact. We're going into this. Well, yeah, that's just a fact because women are were made to be desirable to men. There's a reason why men and women exist. What? Just funny. Man was made in God's image, and then from Adam's rib came woman, so they could become one. Become one flesh. So, being a man, you have to kind of just take the punches and in quiet, and not in quiet, but I guess in quiet, but also in isolation, just kind of let it out. Because if you're overly emotional and public somewhere they're gonna look at you weird you can't be overly you can't be overly sad because you look like you're you're supposed to be in a mental ward you can't be overly mad because they can look like you're gonna start murdering people (laughs) yeah you can't be overly happy because then they think you're flamboyant yeah you have to just be in sort of this tiptoeing not tiptoeing but you have to be in this kind of middle line we have to just know and know you just know your role, pretty much. This is why back in the old days, men would always fight it out. <laughs> because men were going to be men. And that's the only time they can really, like, express themselves. Because, like, you're a man, I'm a man. All right, let's fight it out. Because that's what we're supposed to do. I'm a boxing and that's why, Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is why people in the in old days, and World War II is brought up so many times that it's kind of, it's not really annoying, but it is prevalent or relevant. The men back then... Uh, they didn't really have to motivate them. I mean, you had to motivate them because they were going to go out to die. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have to be motivated in such a sense that they have to be indoctrinated at such a young age. I guess they, they were, because that was the culture already. There was mm-hmm. really no indoctrination. There was really no other way that they loved something so much they were going to go out and speak their head out and get sniped by a German. So let me, since we're talking about this, I kind of have a one way perspective. What do you think about, this is just go for American culture. It goes for kind of a global thing. Using men as the first line of defense for their country. Saying the military. Would I think about it? Yeah, because, I mean, we have 18-year-old drafts. We have um, in Russia, as long as you can pick up a gun, stuff like that. In World War II, you would go to war and sacrifice yourself for your country. What do you think? I guess what I'm saying is, what do you think about someone sacrificing yourself for your country without yourself realizing who you are? Because an eighteen-year-old wouldn't doesn't exactly know who they are. Uh, yeah, but I think it'd be better than a woman being on the front line there. Well, yeah, I'm not talking about woman. I get that, but I'm just saying. Is men being the first line of defense? I mean, there's no other. I mean, what do you, I don't know what the alternative would be. A substitution. Don't go to war. Diplomat. Diplomacy. Yeah, but war, war is something. War happens in primal nature in general. So, and war has always happened in human history. Since the first history of recorded, or I guess the first of a recorded history, some aliens versus not, uh, 
um, monkeys. I mean, there's monkeys. <laughs> yeah, planet. The planet of the apes. This is why some of the most intriguing tales come from points of war. This is why some of the most in, enlightened ideas come from the horrors of war. Mm-hmm. War is just inevitable. Yeah, I may agree with you. Because it's just a one ordinary perspective. I mean, you can go around talking. I mean, this is this is kind of minute compared, not in minute, but this is very tame in comparison to an actual full fledged country against country war. But you can go around and take a survey with twenty people, and some people are not going to agree with you. Mm-hmm. And there, no there's really there's, yeah. there's no such thing as like unity within human nature in general because mm-hmm. that's just not something that exists throughout really for sure like i can already say sometimes i don't agree with you but i just go with it but i mean it doesn't hurt me it doesn't benefit me it's just whatever that's, in, that's nature, why I point in nature out. there's a reason why there's a such thing as an alpha male <laughs> something has to dominate yeah but in today's american society you can't really say you're an alpha male which is weird can't say it well, people don't like to hear it. Say, for example, in politics, you know, you have the the lefties being saying, "Hey, you can't be an alpha male because females can also be an alpha male." Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but that's where I was trying to go with. You know, you know how you know how you you counter with that. Hmm. Men and women are different, but then you're gonna get the <laughs> argument saying, "Well, a female can do what a guy can do." Then I, and I, uh, they they they're gonna I say a female can get what? a high position in power. They can, they can be a CEO of a company. Yeah, but that doesn't take away from the fact that men and women are different. That's true, but some people are just not going to accept that argument. Yeah, but if you argue with someone like that, then they're just not going to argue in good faith. At that point, you're just wasting your time and arguing. <laughs> so what do you just leave? Yeah, I'll just be like, no, okay, and then just, just leave. There's no point in arguing with someone who doesn't, who's not open to have their opinion changed and or just to listen to somebody else. Yeah. Or, people who believe in all the stuff that we've discussed previously and the stuff that we're discussing now. Yeah, that's why I'm like not, to are not gonna questions. argue are not gonna come from an not gonna come from a place of good faith, so you're just wasting your time at that point. I was actually watching Yeah, I was watching a video. This actually it, it actually fits in. I don't know how coincidentally I watched it. But it was a video about the difference of mindset. So the guy expl- went on to explain how there's a fixed mindset and there's a growth mindset. And so in a growth mindset, what you're, you're describing right now, you're able to take other ideas, talk about it, argue on it, and kind of grow your own mindset. But a fixed mindset, you're going to have a fixed mindset person where they're going to be saying, hey, this is what I think. I'm never going to change out of this mindset because they're scared of that change to say, I'm going to grow my mindset. So they, people are fixed to, because they're scared of change. And people grow because they accept change. Oh, that's what separates the the successors from the losers. That's what it, that's what separates the winners from the losers. I mean, that's just really it. There's always got to be a loser. That's true. So, like I said, there's always got to be someone that that rises up to the top and becomes the dominant. <laughs> so, no matter which way, there has to be a loser. Them. Yeah. Which is like, like you what like I know your mentality was like oh I don't want to be a wage slave. A wage slave, yeah. But a lot of people are just fine with just going to work, getting a paycheck, coming back, and drinking a beer. We just are like that. 
Yeah. Some people just accept that, like, you know, I'm just what I'm going to do. And I can accept people that do that. They're, they're living the simple life, I feel, living in a kind of your enclosed little bubble. But in my opinion, there's a, also a quote from a philosopher. I don't remember who it is, but it's just to never be comfortable. Being comfortable is not a good thing. That's what I've heard. I forgot from where. But, and as much as I can say I want to be comfy, once I get comfy, it's like a little death kind of thing. You have, have you ever heard of it? Where it's okay for a little bit in the moment, but then you kind of realize, wake up, whatever it might be, and say, now what? And then that's when you move on to the next thing. Or that's when you try to find the next thing. So for me, everything is kind of a little death after I do something that I know I can do. The, sh- the short-term gratification or the, the real satisfaction that, you, that doesn't really last for an eternity makes you feel complete, that's called expediency. Kind of the surface-level gratification. Because money will never bring you eternal peace, which is why if someone has God, they, they can never be comfortable because they have to constantly be, they know they're under watch at all times and that if they do something wrong, that God's not going to abandon them, but God is looking at them like saying, my child, why are you sinned? So there's really no such thing. You have to be the best version of you can be for God. So there's no such thing as being comfortable because humans are naturally nihilist and have a sense of, yeah, just nihilism. Sense of essence, yeah. Not That's not what it means, but... Humans just want something to strive for, mm-hmm. no matter what. That's, what's, oh, that's, that's human nature. That's what's always going to happen, which is like you said, whenever you achieve something, you're like, well, let me do something. I can, it can, I can do more. Mm-hmm. Human, humans always have that nature within them, which is why we have such technological advancements that we do have now. And since America is the richest country and it has been, <laughs> there's a reason why people have people come to America for cancer treatments and why cancer technology exists in America because it was because without the need for that with that financial stress that most people would have and that wouldn't really happen in any other country. They have more time to actually innovate and create. Because we're, we're all under stress. And it was funny. I was watching the Norm, Mac, Norm MacDonald show on uh, Netflix. <laughs> what is that? Is it good? It's, it's funny. My, the comedian Norm MacDonald. But he um, had Judge Judy on. And Judge Judy was talking about how in everyday life we have stress. We have financial stress. We have family stress. We have career stress. We have creative stress like we just have multiple things that stress social you out stress. social stress exactly we have we have multiple things that stress you out mm-hmm. so even if you take out the financial stress then you still have all the other ones there but having that financial stress is able to help you with the other the other four kind of things or whatever whatever yeah. anything else is you know irritate you really <laughs> but it's never gonna go away so this is why financial stress will never buy you into heaven. That goes on to say kind of not the kids part, but back to the kids as well. We're we're killing our babies in the sense that 
a lot of people are just using. I suck at doing this sometimes. You gotta talk it out. You gotta talk it out. I'm able to express. It. You just have to keep doing it. Cause uh, you, you got... I'll, I'll just say it again. Go for it. But it all has to come down to. You have to make this a habit. Because no matter what you do, everything is a habit. You get up, you take a shower, you brush your teeth, you do whatever. You wake up, you know, I eat at this time, and I work out, or then I come shower, and then I, it's everything is a habit and mm-hmm. kind of a schedule. But and if you continue to do that, it's gonna be part of your everyday life, which is part so it's mostly mental. When you get when you get on a diet, some people just they start they, shivering and they shuddering and, stuff, yeah. in turns because they Oh, I need those carbs. I need that donut. I need that soda. Mm-hmm. You don't need it. You just feel that you just feel <laughs> you want it because it's a you, habit. You want it because it was something that you were already doing and you're breaking a habit. So if you just continue to like if you continue to have that mental fortitude to instead of having the energy going towards I want that soda, I want that donut, you have your energy going towards I wanna get you know, I wanna make gains. <laughs> make gains. Yeah, yeah. You, you just got you gotta focus your you just got to focus your energy towards something else. Mm-hmm. With that same amount of compulsion you have to eat a donut, you should have that same, you should, tar- you know, just like constantly have this <laughs> never-ending push towards having the compulsion to do something that's actually productive with your life. Because mm-hmm. if you had that same amount of, if you had that same amount of drive you had to, to go to <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts Dunkin or Dunkin'. you go to Shipley's and eat a whole box of donuts, oh you, you have enough. To drive you to, I don't know, dead deadlift three hundred seventy five pounds, whatever. Heck I don't no. Know. And you have to, you just have to make it a habit at this point. And if we continue to make a habit with our kids in the future, to have them good habits, so whenever they wake up, you know they're not eating Lucky Charms with extra marshmallows with extra sugar and all that. All the GMOs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That just being sugar, flour, and that's it. It's we have to add all those corn syrup stuff, and because especially chemicals. kids, kids at a young age require a habit because they really don't have any other concept. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have no other concept of what they should be doing to begin with. They have no outlook on the world. They just think I'm gonna be Spider Man <laughs> up until they're like eight, and then they still believe in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and Tooth Fairy and all that until I don't know. What, what's the oldest age? Like 11? Maybe? I don't know. They're going to continue to believe that because they have no actual reference. reference point of the world and the reference point to how the world works. So if you make a habit, it's with a young kid, with a, with a little baby that, you know, it's bedtime. You have to eat now. Mm-hmm. And stuff like this. They're going to, they're not even going to think about it whenever the time comes. Yeah. Because it's something that they, that's the only thing that they know how to do. Yeah. Like they're just like, oh, uh, whenever you, whenever they sit, whenever you tell them, you know, it's you have to eat now. It's it's uh, lunchtime. They're gonna go and they're gonna eat and they're not gonna think about it. Really, they might fight what they want to eat, <laughs> and that sometimes Some they make chicken be, nuggets. <laughs> yeah, but that that's a habit because that is something that is drilled into their brain that they're they don't like they have to do, but they don't think of that as they have to do. They just think of it as is that it is. Mm-hmm. So we can, if you can constantly do that and make it a habit to teach your kids that, you know, that the reference point of the world is God loves you. No matter what, you can come to me and talk about anything and I'm always going to be there for you. 
dad's going to be there for you. You make it a habit with your spouse that at this time, you're going to have dinner with your kids at around the table or no matter what, you're going to be together because you have the kid. You make a habit of good habits, it's, it's going to add up mm-hmm. to something that is actually prosperous, especially when it comes to family because the family is the fundamental building block of any society. I agree with you. I like you going off just now. That was really, really wholesome. Well, it's because people need to understand this. People don't understand this. And especially from a historical perspective, all the stuff that happens now is not unique to now. Mm-hmm. It happens throughout history. You just have to actually read it, which is why they constantly try to block out. And by they, I mean the DOE, the Department of Education, and the mm-hmm. the TFA or whatever it's called. TSA? No, the, <laughs> like the, the, teacher, the, the teacher found foundation union or whatever i don't know what it's called but that's why they're constantly trying to block out the history like actual real history of ancient times and because they don't want you to understand that this is this happened before and that there's lessons to be learned from the from history Mm -hmm. that can be prevented now they just want to they'll teach you they'll teach you right they'll teach you the history but they'll teach you the history from a perspective that is completely false so they'll teach you. So there's. I was just reading this book. It's called Battle for the American Mind with Peter Hegseth. Hegseth, I think. No idea. I think it's Hegseth. But and David Horowitz. But there was a there was a, a portion of the book that I was just reading where there's curriculum, and then there's uh, paideia, which is a Greek word which we can't. We don't have an English translation for the words, so we just call it padea. I've heard of that one before. The curriculum is what the subject matter is being taught, and the padea is how you're teaching them. So if you can teach them, you, you let's say, like, whenever people say, oh, you know, critical race theory isn't happening in the school. Well, you may not call it that, and it may not be teaching it in general. Mm-hmm. You might not be teaching it in the curriculum, but you are teaching everybody from the perspective of that. So you're teaching them in that paideia of that. And people need to understand this. It none of this is none of this is new. Whenever you constantly change language and you lose your identity and you worship something that other than that's that's good. Because like I said, there's always a second chance, there's a second, third, fourth, fifth. Unless you go to prison for life, <laughs> which even then you can make money by <laughs> selling cigarettes. There's always another, there's always a way of making money cigarettes. no matter where you go. Yeah, but it's not all about money, like we've said I, before. Exactly, and, that, and that's the point I'm trying to drive home. It's not all about material. The fa- it's, um, it's about finding purpose, would you say? Your purpose would be to serve God. Once you, once you exactly. Find, once you find your purpose, that when that is the fundamental purpose, because at the end of the day, when you're on your deathbed looking up into this, looking up, staring off into the ether, ether, then you're gonna realize, oh, everything that I did before, I regret. If only I had a second chance, but it's over for you. Ooh, that goes into um a subject that I, I'm not professional or like research in, but the whole karmic cycle of thing. That's some spooky stuff. Karmic cycle? Yeah, dude. Some Buddhism, Hinduism, some uh, reincarnation stuff. Reincarnation? Yeah. Like, like you said it yourself just now. A lot of people are saying, if only I could get a second chance, right? 
Yeah. Your God is your God would take you into saying, "Hey, there is no your, there is no your God." Exactly. There, there is. There's there, only one God. Exactly. There's just only one thing that you end up being in servitude for. Exactly. There's only God with a capital G. Exactly. Exactly. There's only one God. Whatever. Whatever that might be. No, but, there, I'm telling no. you. <laughs> okay, whatever. There, say, there's, say, only, there's only one God, but you may worship other things. Just okay, say that. then there you go. There's one God, but you may worship other things, right? I, don't, I, I just don't want people, because <laughs> this is the problem with our, I, I, sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just have to get this point in. You're good. I like it. The whole your God and stuff of that nature is more of the, of a modern take of language. The reason why everything has been so progressive towards the loss of religion and culture, and specifically Christianity in America, is because they changed the language of how you of how you refer to things. So, your like your God, that's not a thing. There's only one God. Yeah. But there may be other things that you worship. Yeah. But we've only heard your God because lost religion in school. This is why they're saying, oh, you know, you're not allowed to teach religion in school because there may be other religions. But that that doesn't even make sense because there's only one God, Mm -hmm. no matter what religion you are, except for, well, at least with with real religion, with like monotheism. That there's only one God, but the principles in which you will follow may be different. But at the end of the day, there is only one God. Yep. I, I, that's all I want to say. I'll let you continue. My bad. Sorry. I actually want to get it out. I actually want to work on this. I feel like this should be a whole segment. We can talk about your God. This basically has been the whole se- Oh, okay. I see no, your yeah. God and um, reincarnation. There's definitely some articles. I even took a philosophy class in college. I didn't agree with her to an extent. But at the same time, I saw where she was coming from because she was, uh, dude, you know what would be so cool if we, uh, college professors and professors on the show? That'd be awesome. That would be really cool. Cause I, I don't know. She was really cool. She, she lived in I India. I would say they, would, like they would definitely be more educationally outweigh my skill set because they would have more, <laughs> more references to books. Yeah, for sure. Play. And that's how I feel right now. I can say something and then you'll just go off on it because you've done the research. I just think all the time and it's awful yeah. sometimes, but that's why I enjoy asking questions and doing stuff because yeah. that's, that's a problem I had before. I would never ask questions. I would just kind of sit there yeah, and be like, either. Hey, cool. Okay. I would never raise my hand. I was always really, I will. Yeah. I never did that either, but a lot of it was because I under, well, when it came to a lot of things, cause it was pretty self-explanatory, but mm-hmm. I would never ask questions whenever I was actually confused and because of that yeah. habit, because of that bad habit of never asking questions when I was confused came, I would, I could, I started to lose my thought process of asking questions in the moment and yeah. then afterwards I would have questions, but it'd be not too late, but it would be, it would discourage you from asking the questions. I would just be lost in the moment when I didn't need to be lost to begin with. I guess yeah. to ask. Yeah, I get that. And I feel that's also a problem with a lot of people. They just sit there. And then that's uh, that's also where I feel well, that yeah, I mean, in, they're in constantly the... being indoctrinated that you're you know you can only do so much, mm-hmm. you have to do this, you have to do this is what our, our curriculum is. You have to go to college, mm-hmm. which is why they drilled into our brain. You have to go to college. 
because of that, that's why the colleges just charge whatever they want because you're going to pay it anyway, idiot. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to say, I remember in high school as well. That teach you to prosper. <laughs> you always have those teachers who are saying, don't sit in the back of the classroom because if you sit in the back of the classroom, you're not going to be paying attention. You're not going to ask questions. And those people, and you're not, you're not going to be one of those people that kind of succeed in the classroom. So you, did you ever have those teachers? That would tell you not to sit in the back of the classroom. Oh, because nah. they 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 would literally call people out, and I'm not stereotyping anyone, but the people who would sit in the back obviously would oh. be the ones that yeah. didn't care, didn't do anything. It'd be those uh, those Edgars in the back just sitting there. <laughs> miss, yeah, exactly. Hey, miss, <laughs> yeah, I know you're exactly what you're talking about. So, there's some truth to it. Yeah, so there's some truth to what they were saying, but we didn't it's really dope. want to accept it. Those kind of most people don't like to say stereotypes are real. That's like the the PC thing, but... Yeah, but the, there's definitely stereotypes. But <laughs> the stereotypes exist because those real attributes exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we observe them, we see them, we analyze them, and that's what it's the just conclusion a, it's is. It's just a common characteristic because people have a a perspective on Americans that they're just fat, burger-loving, gun-loving people, but it's because we are. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's truth to it. There's truth to that. Man, I haven't had a burger in a good six months. That's crazy. I haven't eaten meat in six months. Yeah, your 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 condition or whatever, right? Yeah, some uh, American diet can really f- you up. <laughs> can really American diet can really mess you up. I don't know. Eat fiber. Eat a lot of greens. All I can say it'll prevent Green. a lot of health problems in the future, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of doctors say a lot of our problems come from how we diet, exercise, eat. And what we do when we're younger. This is exactly why America is such a the best place to live because all we have to worry about is not eating too much. Yeah, or just <laughs> eating the right things. You know, just watch that's, what that's you're eating. That's all we have to focus. Like I, I brought this up whenever I was on vacation in Wisconsin visiting my grandma. Her guy, you did that. <laughs> I, I was telling my my aunt that America is such such a privileged place that people all they have to worry because I was talking about because we're making s'mores outside at the. Sick S'mores. place, yeah. But I was telling her, I was telling her how there are like pre-made s'mores mm-hmm. that you just like the chocolate and the marshmallow are together, and you just buy the graham crackers. I was like, that's how you know America is such a privileged place because all we have to worry about is not putting two things together in like two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> we could just buy pre-made s'mores. But but then there's no satisfaction. Though. There's no say, hey, I'm gonna go to the um mush. I was going to say mushroom aisle. The marshmallow aisle, the graham cracker aisle, the cookie. I mean, they're probably going to be in the same aisle anyways. But at least you can enjoy the process of doing it rather than saying, oh, I already have this. I'm not even going to bother. That's when you fall into a bad habit as well, saying, I'm just going to buy whatever yeah. is um, available I'm just going to buy something pre-made. Yeah, I'm, rather than make it myself or do something. There's no enjoyment out of it. Yeah, it is a bad habit. Well, you know, I... Uh, no, I, I could make myself some food, but... I'm going to go McDonald's. Yeah. Or I'm going to order <laughs> you Grubhub. You continue to do that. It's a habit. And then it becomes normal. Yeah. And then... And then people you, cry about um, spending too much money. And, yeah. You know, you're saying that you're you're going on a sex strike, but you're 300 pounds. A what? A sex strike. That's like a new term. What is... I've never heard that one, so... It's basically abstinence. Oh. But they don't want to call it that because it has to do with... It has natural history in religion, but... So they're going to, oh, I'm going to go abstinent, but he's like, you're 300 pounds, you're not getting anything in general. 
that a stereotype? Yeah, it is a stereotype <laughs> because most people are not attracted to objectively unattractive things. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'll say it. I don't care. No, I'll say it. I'll tell you after the show, but okay. I was going to say something. I think we've talked about this before, but it just makes no sense to me sometimes. And if people, people, I'm, I'm saying things that most people already think. Like mostly people who are around would, would also say this. They just wouldn't say it. Out loud. They wouldn't out themselves like no, you. No, it doesn't, doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But I mean, it does matter to me that people know the truth. But when it comes to stuff like that, I'm just, I'm just going to say it. There's no point. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are they going to say? Fat shaming. I was like, yeah, you should feel shame. There, there is. I would say try to help people, not just shame them. Shame is a way of help. Well, you're shaming them into getting help sometimes, but at the same time, it well, hurts them. It hurts them in a different way. That's, and it, that's their fault. But I'm not telling them to. I'm not saying a a fat a fat boy a <laughs> a fat girl. You should go. You should go out there and start running because you're useless to this world. I'm just telling them, hey, you should lose some weight because you're gonna die early. I would I would try to motivate someone. If if you see someone that actually wants help, I would try to motivate them rather than just giving them you should because this. You should it should be a process. Hey, how are you in this situation? What do you want to do? What can we do? Let's do it. Rather than just saying something. Shame shame always shame is a good thing. There's always an extent to everything but shame is a good thing and most of it has to come because shame is something that you feel yourself Mm -hmm. whenever you're shaming someone you don't feel shameful that you're shaming them they feel the shame so most of the time it comes from internal (laughs) internal conflict but you're also shaming them on a subject that you're guilty of being at some point as well yeah but i'm not now that's what i'm saying yeah i'm not saying you are but i'm just saying for people they kind of have the mindset of hey but that's that should because be that should be it. even just, much I'm that should be you. even more of a motivator. Was like, hey, I looked and I felt awful, and here's a picture of me. But I decided to change my life, and I look look the way I look now. Heck yeah, dude! When I see my I see pictures of myself, I'm like, bruh, no one told exactly, me exactly. That's what I'm saying. But people <laughs> people have a habit of just constantly eating garbage lifestyle. But if you change the habit to constantly not eating as much garbage, and then eventually constantly not eating garbage at all and being active being active then it's gonna change for the better bike i love riding bikes dude yeah everything's gonna change for the better so no matter what you're gonna have something that you need to make a habit every what it comes down to nature i mean um steps habit lifestyle then comes happiness no. Yeah. Because having all those, find God, get happy. I guess so, but... Or happy- you're happier. You're- I, would, I, would, I would say there's really no such thing as happiness. Happy. Yeah. There is such thing as joy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was also another thing my professor was talking about back then. Because we can define joy as a feeling of being euphoric or something, but then happiness really just subjective to happiness can be different kinds of things for different people happiness has to do i think happiness is is a virtue that can only be found in the afterlife because us as humans are fallen beings and we naturally have 
something that is telling us you can't do this and you're not, you, you know, you, you shouldn't do this because you're scared or you're scared of change like you were talking about before. Happiness is not something that can actually be achieved in the real world. And everything, like our vision of heaven is anthropomorphized, just like our, our definition of happiness, which is it's based in everything that we've experienced and, saw, and seen that looks to be beautiful to us. So happiness can never be achieved, but you can have joy when you do something that you enjoy. Yeah, that you enjoy. You can have you can have joy in seeing that you're losing weight on your road to being healthy again. You feel that joy, and then you feel joy when you're lifting because you know you're doing something good for yourself. Feel joy just going to the beach. So I want to do right now. I've been wanting to go to the beach. Not Galveston, not Corpus, not can, Port A. Uh, it depends on exactly. I think joy is more of a self-accomplishment, self. Yeah, I would feel accomplished if I go to the beach and just good joy. I would say joy is more of something that, that contributes to your life goal more than it is to your expediency. I want to live at the beach. Expediency is, is a short-term satisfaction so like eating a donut you feel satisfaction in that moment when you're eating it because it tastes good but you don't feel good afterwards <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't contribute to your overall well-being what about uh, being hungover that's a whole subject I, I've, I've, I've never understood what being hung why you want to be hungover and it makes no sense to me i don't like drinking i think well anyone that's hungover it doesn't believe in god so that's all i'm gonna <laughs> say I don't know. What do you think, Zay? What I think? You going to close this out? I think so. The takeaway from this, from this topic, which I went into, I would say I went a little bit in depth with. Yeah, we were supposed to talk about different things. We're supposed we... to bring in contracts and. You want you want to bring in the Walmart story? Ended on ended on a yeah ended on a high on a on a good kind of mellow. Bring people back. All right. <laughs> so, recently there was a story that there was some guy, and at the time, uh, I, I mean, actually, let me pull this up. So, there was a, there was a guy, his name's Corey Patterson, and I don't mind saying his name because it's on the New York Times here, but there was a time, this guy... Was flying. He stole. I I don't know why this dude know how to fly. So <laughs> I want to learn how to fly. That'd be pretty cool. This guy stole a stole a plane, right? He stole a seven thirty seven, I think. How? I don't know. Let, let's see. What is the news story, dude? So the, okay, he just he just stole. He just stole an electric cat okay, plane, private there plane. There you go. On that a on sense. a runaway, and he decided to go take off and <laughs> take off, start flying, and. The reason why he did it was because he wanted to kill himself. In the, in his statement in his in his on Twitter, I think or Facebook, he says, "Sorry, everyone. Never actually wanted to hurt someone, anyone. I love my I love my parents and sister. This isn't your fault. Goodbye." So he was saying his goodbyes before he actually did the things that he did. He's alive now. The, they they got him to land the plane, but this dude took off the runway, started flying it around, and. <laughs> 
He wanted to crash into Walmart. Specifically Walmart. He hates capitalism, dude. <laughs> He's so depressed to the point where he said capitalist just sucks. I guess. Well, why is there such a specific target for Walmart? I don't think about it. <laughs> it amazes me because like of all the places you decided to go, I guess because it's the biggest target. If you're going to be a kamikaze pilot, I guess you want to go into the, the biggest target you can. Why not just go to Target? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> they literally can, have a sign. Can you imagine? Just <laughs> you're you're on your shift, right? Come in and just hear helicopters above you. And you just start shaking. You're just like, yo, what's going on outside? <laughs> you see, you see police cars just around everywhere around the Walmart. You look up in the sky. You just see this flame flying around. They're just doing circles around above Walmart. You just hear like, like whenever um, a plane's going by really low, you just feel everything kind of shaking yeah, really you feel loud. The, you feel the whole building shake. So you go outside and check, and you're like, "Wait, why is this plane so low?" <laughs> That's crazy to be just going into work. And, and let's say worst came to worst. Yeah, he decided to <laughs> to crash the plane into the store. Now I'm sure they probably evacuated the store. So let's say you were in there, right? Entertain me on this. And a plane just comes crashing straight into the damn store. How do you... How do you... How do you react to that? You don't react. You're just dumbfounded. You're just... Okay. Just wide-eyed. Oh, I can, I can bring this up. No, you would... First thing you do, pull out your phone and start taking pictures of videos. Oh, yeah. Go on Facebook Live. Oh, uh, that... Can you page maintenance? Uh, there's a <laughs> everything's on fire and there's the dude <laughs> mutilated in the pilot seat. Can we can we get him out of there? You just had like two workers come out <laughs> with their with their little um, trash bucket and their broom mop whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy mutilated and burning and screaming inside. Can we get him out of there? Because he's making a he's he's making the Walmart look bad. <laughs> we should have laughed about this. <laughs> he's alive. Oh well, yeah, he's alive. But so, that would be the. It's like, how do you make it up? Like, if it's if someone were to witness that, like the plane crashed into the Walmart, right? I don't know if the the plane would explode. Probably wouldn't. It, pro- it probably would just catch on fire. Yeah, it would catch on fire if it hits the gas tank. Probably. Chances are, a lot of the things we see on movies don't actually happen. And also, the roof's pretty sturdy, but I think a plane could probably go through. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it has. Not has at a Walmart, but I'm pretty sure planes have done that. We just don't really know about it or care about it to put a news report on it. Like, for example, I know in Mexico, there was like a warehouse or something that a plane crashed through the warehouse and there was just a giant hole in the plane or in the roof. You could probably actually look it up as well. That was in um, my dad's hometown. Really? Yeah, Cuernavaca. It was weird. It was probably like three months ago. Just imagine just being there and just seeing a plane just. Go into the store and just like slam into the, <laughs> slam into the, uh, the clothing area and into the fitting room. To the fitting, room. not bathrooms, dude. Into the bathrooms. You see him get out. Oh my god, get up! <laughs> I just really had to go, man. Is how if you witnessed that? How would if you were to explain that to your future children or something? It's like. That, that's just something you can't make up is what I'm trying I to was, get at. I was just buying a rotisserie chicken. 
And the next thing oh, you know, a plane came through. <laughs> that would be that. That's one of those stories you just cannot make up. Mm-hmm. But people would think also, he made the dude it just up. stole the plane, and he. I yeah. don't know if he had his license or anything. Yeah, I was gonna I, say, I how do you steal this. a plane? You don't just steal a plane. I, I have no idea if he just hopped the fence and got chewed up by barbed wire, or if he just ran through or something like that. I have no idea. I didn't yeah, read the story enough to really say anything, to really give out the. Oh, you're one of those people where they didn't even open the article to read it. Yeah, it's true. That's another problem. We don't actually read things anymore. It's funny, but it had nothing to. It had nothing to do with because I was not interested. It had more to do with. Doesn't really contribute to my knowledge. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to know. Corey Peterson flew around a plane above Walmart. I don't need to know really past that. Well, you do uh, want to know if he has a plane license, how he got. I do plane. want to know that though. I should have read. Become more prepared next time. That's me every time. Oh. No more. I'm gonna wrap this up. There you go have a pilot's license don't go flying into stores or into buildings i would say that's probably the objective of flying a plane more of the story when you're in the air stay in the air stay in the air and land at designated areas so i th- see i think that was i think that's probably the the biggest theme of this story you know we we're talking about god and habits but i think the moral of the story is don't don't fly into buildings yeah and and it kind of goes to back to goes to religion and stuff like that. You're in the air, just enjoy it. <laughs> where God's from, it's where we all came from. The we're, air? we're all fallen angels, dude. We are not fallen angels. Fallen angels are are demons. We are demons, dude. We have demons within us. There you go. That we constantly suppress because we have something to strive for that is good, but we okay. are not demons. So look up to the people sky. People who are demons are remember. the child. People who are demons are. Child sacrificers, but even then, yeah. they have a chance at mercy if only they let God into their heart. There's a lot of things I want to talk about. That I'm probably actually after this episode, I'm gonna just go a list. I'm gonna send it to you, and we can work on it. I think the ending of this show should be a prayer. Prayer. But I want to get these parts. Moral of the story: Don't fly into buildings and stay in the air if you're flying a plane. Two. Open your heart to God. Three, be be a parent. Yeah, I was gonna say that one. Don't your your children owe you nothing. Your children. Yeah, I I, know, I think I'll agree with that. Your children really don't owe you anything. You owe them everything, and when you have a kid, you don't live for yourself. You live for that kid, for their sake, for the sake of the future people to come. Do everything that is good for him to spread the word and be a good role model for future endeavors and future children in general. Not not even his own, just for his own community. Four. You're gonna have if you're gonna have something be a habit, make sure it is something that is actually productive. Try something out for three weeks. Maybe hard at first. Maybe it's actually ha- thirty days. There's the research going on where it takes 30 days to make a habit or something. Okay, well, 30 days. Give yourself 30 days. Put down that donut. I wouldn't say put down that burger unless that's all you're eating. 
or unless you're not working out when you're put down put down that soda you don't need any of that simple sugars substitute it for fruit the complex sugars i don't know why i'm looking down here like the camera's right there whoops i was i wasn't even looking at anything i was just staring off into the void you're you were you're um speaking in tongue that's why i was four make you make yourself a good habit divert that energy that you have towards something else and energy sounds very corny but that's all i can think of the vibrations dude the waves completely turn your energy towards something that's bad to something that is good something that you can block out that bad in within you five you are loved I pray for you as a child of God. You will see the end, but make sure that the end is something that you want to see. And six, hold on, sorry, sorry, sorry. Six, make sure you're active in what your kids are learning. Make sure that you're active in what you are learning and realizing that if something seems wrong whenever you first start to learn it, it probably is wrong. If something inside of you is telling you, wait, oh, that's not true, then it probably isn't true. But I think at this point, we're at a, such a point where if someone were to teach God, they're going to think that it's not true. <laughs> but if it's, if it's, if the rhetoric is tore as away from God, just know that it's not true. You have worth and don't sacrifice your kids. There's nothing in this world that justifies you taking a life, especially the life of a kid who has no self or has no way to serve itself or themselves, not an it. We call them a they or them, so that could be anyone. Yeah, they or them. They them, dude. That's the. If you if you're a singular person identifying as they and them, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I know you're lost. You you, the prayers are gonna be directed more towards you as well. No matter no matter if you that's, that's denying sweet. it, that's sweet. It's gonna happen no matter what. You just have to be able to. If you're going to sleep, hear that voice that's telling you. That's telling you that they're there for you, the one that you constantly suppress because you think you're useless. You're not. All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. That's a wrap. All right, everybody. See y'all in the next episode, and I hope y'all have a good, good week. Next episode coming out next Tuesday. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. And me as well. I'm just a guide, honestly. I'm the sitter, so to speak. <laughs>